0: This is the Six Clicks podcast, risk management, governance, compliance and cybersecurity news and opinion from the industry's best.
1: Hey guys, it's Stephen here. Welcome to a Six Clicks remote simulcast uh, here on Six Clicks TV for our viewers and for our listeners by way of a podcast available for you over at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Right now, I am joined by our Six Clicks Head of Cybersecurity, Andrew Robinson, and a couple of special guests, uh, two of our friends from Startup Bootcamp. Richard Selm is co founder and executive program director, and also joining us is Phoebe Ellis, marketing lead at Startup Bootcamp, uh, that company operating in the areas of corporate innovation and startup acceleration, which is why we are big fans. And they're also really nice people, too. So, guys, thank you very much, all of you, for joining me today. Cheers. Great to be here. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Richard, uh, let's go to you first. When we've uh, visited yourself and Phoebe at Startup Bootcamp, it appears to be a really hands-on and uh, deeply supportive process mixed with a modern approach uh, and very techie as well. Uh, within your program directing role, how have you found the big shift both both uh, personally and professionally?
2: Yeah, um, good question. So, I mean, it's uh, we've been adjusting just the same as everybody else. I think we've been quite lucky, actually, in that... Um, uh, over the last sort of twelve or eighteen months, we've been looking at um, different models around acceleration, um, particularly around blended models. So doing, you know, some of the delivery online, offline, just so that we can we can get more um, startups through through the process. Um, and so like that work that we have been doing in the background um, has served us really well. So we've got a lot of online training tools. We've been practicing with a lot of different applications and and thinking about how we can do some distance education and remote learning in between the face-to-face sessions. And so like, I guess for us to move from, um, you know, like in, in rapid time to move from what we were doing previously into um, what we're doing today um, hasn't been as much of a uh um, like as hard or as difficult, I guess, as as like a lot of other people that hadn't done any of that preparation before. But nonetheless, um, you know, like it has been a um, has been an interesting couple of weeks as we've transitioned from uh, from face to face and um, people activities into you know like fully fully online and fully digital. Um, the other advantage that we have is that you know, we work with um, program cities all around the world. So we've actually got a program running in Milan at the moment, which is. You know, right in the epicenter, it's a fashion program. Um, we've got programs in Amsterdam and in um, in the US and things like that. So those those programs were a few weeks ahead of us. So we've been able to basically um, uh, like connect with um, like our peers who are doing exactly the same thing as us um, over in those markets and find out like they've, they've already done the things that we're starting to do now. And so we've been able to really um, uh, get their learnings and um, and benefit from that.
1: You haven't been able to jump on a plane. Every other time I go uh, and visit your office, they're, they're saying, well, Richard's not here. He's off scouting for new startups. I, I mean, I, I presume that's um, been knocked on the head. How do you... Go from a scouting perspective, is it just a lot of professional online stalking? What, how, you, how do you fill that gap now?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, we were online stalking a hell of a lot um, beforehand anyway. So in order to run those physical events, I mean, we were effectively talking to, you know, like 100 people to meet 10 within a city. Um, so that process hasn't really changed. The only difference is like the face-to-face assessment that we'll be doing with the startups, Um, that process like whereas you can have a half an hour meeting with someone and really learn a lot just from their their body language and meeting them and things like that Um, like what we've found is like uh, doing that digitally it probably takes you know three four or five times as as long to get the sort of same cues as you would from a half an hour or one hour meeting so I think it's uh, it takes a little bit longer and it's a bit more work.
1: Uh, And Phoebe I know that I've found myself in marketing my focus being pulled into all sorts of new weird and wonderful directions how are you uh finding looking after so many varied businesses marketing goals as well as startup boot camps marketing goals over the last few weeks what's changed for you
0: so obviously the past couple of weeks has uh, uh the ma- online marketing environment has completely turned on its head um and as you said stephen uh it's been my focus being pulled in so many different directions as well um, so it's actually been a massive learning curve for me um, and the startups, in fact, um, where, as before, uh, my marketing initiatives, I was able to plan maybe a week in advance or so. Um, with it now changing so fast, I'm actually creating content um, ideas and having to execute them within a matter of days or so. Um, so I'm constantly having to think on my feet and things as well. Um, with everyone obviously working remotely, um, seven of us, startups are actually working remotely from back in their home countries uh, so that's um, creating a, giving me more creativity and thinking being able to make me think bigger um, for both marketing goals of SBC and um, the startups uh, So my main focus right now um, for the startups is to increase the uh, excitement and engagement for uh, for our online audience um, in the lead up to demo day. Um, For those of you who don't know, Demo Day is the uh, uh, um, chance for our startups after them being on our program for three months um, to pitch their business to a wide range of investors. Um, So that is, of of course, going virtual too. Um, We all know that video content is um, the most engaging type of content, especially on social media at the minute. So at the minute, I am working on helping startups uh, market their brand, And I'm planning on doing making a few short video interviews, uh, such as the one you're making with us now. Um, So that will cover some highlights and topics, such as like on the what how they're preparing for our virtual demo day in the lead up to then.
1: How do you how do you get a good night's sleep if they have returned home to their countries and you're at the other end of the clock than them, and you've got to you know supply some. Some marketing support through to them and deal with their concerns at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's a challenge. Uh, You're having to do some early mornings and some late night evenings, and I know Richard and all the SBC team and the startups as well are making that shift as well. So all trying to fit together, all work together on
1: this. Guys, our um, our head of cybersecurity, Andrew Robinson, is here. Uh, Because Phoebe and I have been chatting about uh, the importance of information security during times like these, uh, the concerns for uh, your cohort, uh, obviously, in the startup arena, a fairly daunting task. Uh, feel free to pick Andrew's brain. Richard, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, so I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that we've uh, seen with regards to uh, you know like the security of Zoom um, and things like that. Like, do you have any um, any comments or tips around you know like a lot of the tools that people have have quickly moved to, and whether we should be concerned about you know um, the security of some of the video com- conferencing. Um, and some of the other platforms that we're using.
3: Sure, uh, we definitely should be, uh, Richard. I think uh, we we need to go with software that is reliable. How do you determine whether the software that you want to use or you are using is reliable? I think uh, the best thing is 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 to trial it um, and to look at the reviews that uh, other people that uh, that you know and can rely on have uh, provided for it. I think that. Uh, that community um, can can really help uh, that's around you uh, and and get around uh, products that are reliable that people are having uh, success with and uh, avoid those uh, that uh, you know that might be advertised o- online uh, that don't uh, have uh, a, a large or significant volume of of businesses uh, that you do business with uh, using. So and and obviously be be careful of uh, you know free downloads of uh, of software and emails that are that are coming through uh, spruiking um, you know alternatives uh, to 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 the ones that you know to be uh, trustworthy.
2: Six clicks,
0: global risk management, compliance, and ISMS capability software. SixClicks.io.
2: So a lot of the collaborative tools that we're using now, like um, would your advice be, I mean, use them, but similar to, you know, like um sharing your secret source, um, you know, like more than happy to stand up in a room and share the idea and things like that. But actually, like the storage of your IP, like how you're um, yeah, like how your algorithms work and stuff like that. Like keep those secure and don't don't put them on um, on the new platforms that people are using
3: sure yeah absolutely so the comments I was just saying really goes to how reliable the software is but then the second uh, piece to that as you rightly point it uh, point out is how you use it so you know what information are you using so uh, in the context of video conferencing is it just a, a public conversation uh, of non-sensitive communications in which case maybe you don't need a you know a, a super high level of, uh, of trust in in the platform but yeah absolutely if you're if if you're doing an internal briefing on your next U-Butte um, you know, uh, space rocket design or something like that, uh, then then you obviously want to be uh, more careful and, and have a high degree of confidence in the software that you're using uh, for those communications. So de- yeah, de- de- definitely
2: scale accordingly. Yep. Um, another thing that came up yesterday, like one of our um, sort of growth hackers mentioned um like uh, the house party app and um, how potentially one of the people within their network um, got hacked and had their bank account, um, had had money taken out of their bank account. Um, And then there was a lot of publicity around um, misinformation and how this was actually incorrect. Like are there any places or any tips that you have around, you know, um, misinformation at these times and things that we should be thinking about or doing? Sure. So we're moving on from
3: reliable software uh, reliable business processes to reliable sources of information which we know has is, is, is been a, an issue in, in recent days uh, but also uh, over the last few years and uh, as well in, in, in different parts of the world so as far, that's a, a difficult one to solve uh, the problem of misinformation and you know the, the wrong reactions uh, to to news as it comes out that, that might not be of a high integrity so I think that the best mitigation against that is uh, a level of critical thinking and and, and judgment um, around the information that you're reading, making sure that you don't react spontaneously and and with full of uh, emotion in, in the moment. You you take time to to step back. Uh, you, you use the opportunity to think through the information that you've just digested and and monitor your emotions and reactions and 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 give it some critical thought to go. Well, is this the reaction that the author intended me to have? Um, and uh, and is the reac- the knee jerk reaction that I'm going to take exactly what they wanted me to take? Or you know do I need to to calm down? and talk to, to, to multiple credible sources and verify the information that I've received. You know, what, what evidence is there that supports the information? Uh, how reliable is that evidence? Where has it come from? Um, and, and then I think you can, uh, through, through that process, um, make better decisions, uh, uh, you know, and, and sort of have a reliable response to the information that's put in front of you.
2: Yep, um, I mean another thing is like as more people are moving online, more things are being sent. Um, you know, more people are spending time in front of their screens. Um, you know, like if you join the dots dots up, you'd probably assume that um, that hackers and uh, and and the like will will actually be targeting more and more people. Um, I remember speaking to one of my um, friends who runs a an IT company in London called Lucidica. I mean, he said that if you asked him three or four years ago whether hackers would be specifically targeting, you know, um, s- small businesses and startups of only like two or three employees, he'd say sure. no, never. But he's actually seeing that happening now. Like, should startups be concerned that um, they're going to be targeted more um, during these times where where more people are online, or do you think it's it's pretty much the same? Uh,
3: good. could Good question. Uh, looking at the the threat against uh, smaller and, and, and smarter uh, startup businesses, uh, I think uh, definitely uh, there there is the case to say that they could be low-hanging fruit because they do not have the resources to, to make the security investments that large companies can have. But I don't take that sort of fatalistic uh, approach being in a, a fairly young uh, business at the moment as well. Uh, I believe that if you if a a young business which is born digital has certain advantages uh, you know the absence of legacy systems and and the adoption of modern security measures uh, that are efficient and uh, and effective so I think yes while they may be targeted uh, they have to play to their their strengths and their ability to to move and respond quickly and by doing that I think in fact uh, they can uh, they can do better than
2: larger businesses. Yep, sure. I mean, the flip side of that is, I mean, we, we as you know, we work with a lot of B two B startups. Um, they're looking at selling into corporate customers um, and um, and um, you know running pilots, POCs with the corporate customers to to really show the value and turning that into commercial work. Like, do you think that um, that uh, like? As we move forward, corporates are going to be uh, even more conservative and more onerous in in signing commercial deals with with startups because of um, because of what we're going through. Um, and if so, what are some of the things that startups can do to to make sure that they're ahead of the curve um, uh, in that regard?
3: Yes, uh, very, very fortuitous. If we look at the recovery and resumption of, of business into the future, we we had absolutely forecast a, a strong focus on, on risk and compliance activities, specifically with larger businesses uh, being uh, more thorough with their examination of their supply chain. Uh, and as a part of that, uh, they'll look at uh, cybersecurity and the strength of cybersecurity that the businesses that they deal with uh, have in place. Um, so, definitely, we, we see that happening, and um, you know, smaller businesses and, and startups can take advantage of, of this time right now to make sure that their house is in order from a cyber security point of view, um, do some assessments, um, do, do some activities that improve their security posture, and then I think. The best course of action is to get on the front foot and communicate what it is that they're doing uh, through social media for for, for low degrees of sensitive information just to to share what their high level plans are Uh, but then at a more granular level get on the front foot with giving your their their customers and and their important stakeholders you know the uh, a a lot more visibility into what they're doing and, and collaborating with everyone that they need to collaborate with to share where they're up to and, and and what the future holds for for their security progress.
2: Awesome, thanks very much. Um, no worries,
0: Andrew. If I could just jump in and ask you a question relating to you were talking about security postures, mm-hmm. um, and you were saying you were saying a while back I saw that uh, businesses need to figure out what they want to protect and also what they want to protect themselves from um, sure. in the midst of. In the case of our startups, um, what happens if the founders don't know the answers to those questions to begin with?
3: Great. Uh, well, I, I think they're the fundamental questions that, that I like to, to start with, uh, what it is uh, that you need to protect. Um, if, if you don't know what it is that you need to protect, I think you need to, to, to look at what you value and so, uh, look at the things that you create or the things that you receive. So, creating is 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 simple. It's the intellectual property from a startup point of view: designs, plans, source codes. The information you receive is, is, is customer information, staff information. So you can look at that. And if, if you yourself can't put a value on it, uh, put yourself in, in the shoes of the people that are that are providing that information or relying on it, such as staff and customers. Um, and, and then look at your, your obligations to them, for one, which can come from things like legislation, the Privacy Act, for example. Um, and, and then look at the, the expectations above and beyond those compliance requirements requirements that if you want to be successful in in business and and keep your staff and customers and other stakeholders happy uh, what what are their expectations uh, for your protection of their information and for the reliability of your service and then I think you'll you'll quickly get the answers you're looking for
0: oh cool.
1: thank you Guys, thank you very much uh, for being part of our Six Clicks Simulcast here on Six Clicks TV and by way of the podcast on uh, Apple and Spotify, Andrew Robinson, head of Six Clicks Cybersecurity, Richard Selm and Phoebe Ellis from Startup Bootcamp. Thank you very much for your time. Most appreciated. Thanks very much.
2: guys. It's been
1: a pleasure.
3: Thank you.
0: Thanks for checking into the Six Clicks podcast. Get in touch with us anytime at sixclicks.io or find us on your favourite socials.